The following radio show takes place between 7 p.m. and 8.05 p.m. Events occur in fake time. today wednesday yeah that's right happy wednesday everybody good evening it is of course wednesday january 7th 2021 and we are doing it's not no no let's let's back it up there sorry Uh, man we're already getting the new year started off right on the wrong foot it is let's try that again wednesday january 12th 2022 that's what i meant and we are of course doing yet another edition of simulation radio live and i say yet another edition because look i'm sorry i had some i want i want to say i want to give the excuse that i had some stuff going on yesterday and monday but i'm just gonna be honest i got really frustrated some of the stuff in the studio went wrong had to fix that up i've got to order like a hundred dollars worth of new shit uh come next next paycheck and I don't know. It was it was just fighting back bad mentality. But, you know, took two days, kind of regrouped a little bit, had a nice, relaxing couple of evenings, settled down, went really down, really, really far down a rabbit hole that I don't know if I wanted to go down. But, you know, we're back, fresh, ready to go. And we have got so much so much fun stuff to get to tonight but we'll start off the show uh doing a little bit of follow-up on some stories that we've been covering over not just the last couple weeks but the last couple months too because i have a very very sad sad celebrity death to get to and i'm not i'm not talking about bob saget look i mean he's out there everybody knows he died but and we'll learn more about what happened to him as you know more things related to the investigation get released because right now we don't really know shit about what happened to Bob Sack, right? I mean, it seems like he died in his sleep at his hotel room here in Orlando. And for some reason, by the way, uh, I'm going to just side piece on Bob Saget real quick. But everybody here in Orlando, like all of the local media, radio, news, they're all like absolutely flipping their shit about Bob Saget. I've heard it talked about nothing. I've heard them talk about almost nothing else these last couple of days except for Bob Saget. And I feel like it's because Orlando feels a little bit responsible, right? Like, look, he died on our home turf. So what better way to celebrate his life than wall to wall news coverage of it, right? I mean, look, it that's how it works, right? He died here in Orlando. That means that we are indirectly responsible for his death and we have to repay him by just 
plastering his name all around local news. I feel like uh, a lot of the national news coverage and most people outside of Orlando, they've... This sounds so cruel, and this sounds so uh, detached from human life, but they've all kind of gotten over it already. And not here, not here. We're still on, what is it, day four or day three or four or five or whatever the fuck it is of Bob Saget watch, <laughs> which I I don't want to say it's kind of funny, but I think that Bob Saget would find it at least somewhat funny. I mean, he did have that kind of a sense of humor, but we're going to do some follow-up on some stories that we've been covering over the last couple months tonight. We've also got uh, a viral new TikTok trend, of course, because we have to cover the TikTok trend of the week because they're all so stupid. And I, I don't want to say that I get off from just dunking on clown world all the time, but that seems to be the route that we're going. Plus, uh, one of the biggest Twitch streamers was recently banned for this ongoing way of creating content. It's the new content meta on Twitch, and it's React streaming. And by React streaming, it's not even React streaming by being transformative content. It's just the streamers sitting back for God knows how long and just watching content. And somehow that's okay. And there's uh, there's some backlash that one of them has been given by being banned. Plus, we have this really, really insane footage of LAPD officers rescuing this pilot from this damaged plane just seconds before the train crashed. Uh, the train crashes into it. So this plane uh, crashes on a train track and LAPD officers arrive at the scene and they barely, barely rescue this guy in the nick of time. And as they're pulling him away from the wrecked plane scene, that's when the train just bam right into it. And they were mere seconds away from just complete disaster. And it's insane footage. And we have that tonight as well. Plus, and we'll probably do this when we come back from break because I really, I just, I really, really want to dive into this story. And it's the story of what could be the first ever pig man. They're probably creating a whole army of pig warriors. <laughs> They're doing it. Something. I wish they were pigmen. You got a few of these pigmen walking around. Suddenly I'm looking a lot better. <laughs> Highly doubtful, George. Fix me up, they could say, hey, at least he's no pigman. Believe me, there'd be plenty of women going for these pigmen. Would there? There's always some group of perverts that's attracted to it. I don't know about Ooh, that, Jerry. That tail really turns me on. You're incorrect about that, Jerry. I mean, maybe that's why you, uh, at least in the show, you know, maybe that's why you had all these trouble with all these different women is because you think that they could possibly be attracted to pigmen. Look, that, that, I'm sorry, that's not how it works, but. There's breaking new medical uh, medical developments at the University of Maryland. And you know what? Fuck it. We'll just we'll start with this before we get to some follow up, because it was groundbreaking. It's the first time that this has happened. Now, of course, we remember if you were alive at this time or paying attention to the narrative back in 1984, the a dying infant named Baby Faye. She lived with a baboon heart transplanted into her. And she lived 
for 21 days. And she did, of course, end up, uh, unfortunately, passing away after 21 days because the heart just failed. But this time, Maryland surgeons have figured it out. They have implanted a pig's heart into a 57-year-old patient. His name is David Bennett. And he went into this knowing that, you know, there's a high likelihood that this is probably not going to work out. And we're still kind of in that waiting period, right? Because this operation did just recently happen. And, you know, Baboon Heart Girl went 21 days. So we'll see how long David Bennett, the 57-year-old Maryland man, ends up lasting. Because the University of Maryland ended up doing what was sort of an experimental treatment. And he, the patient, knew the risk. Mr. Bennett knew the risk going into this. He said, it was either die or do this transplant. I want to live. I know it's a shot in the dark, but this is my last choice, according to him, because he had some, uh, he had some various issues. He was ineligible for a human heart transplant, and he knew that there was no no guarantee that it would work. And he's doing well up to three days at this point after the highly experimental surgery. So he's been alive with a pig's heart for three days. And I know what you're probably thinking, which is that this could be the world's first pig man. And I hope it is. However, I am a little bit afraid of the rise of the aforementioned pig man. Because look, I, I wish the best for this guy. Hope for the best for him. But at the same time, if this ends up working, are we going to see an influx of uh, human pig men? that are infiltrating our society and trying to take us down from the inside. Because, look, I mean, we have been cooking pigs for a very long time. I mean, I know bacon is delicious, but what if these new breaking human pig men uh, take over and they start using us for bacon? What if they start ripping the, the fat off our asses and start using that as bacon? Okay, I'm not saying that I wouldn't try human bacon, and that's definitely not a valid reason for human pigmen rising up and taking over the world. But it's just a hypothetical. As of Monday, uh, 57-year-old Bennett, David Bennett, was still breathing on his own while connected to a heart-lung machine to help his new heart. And doctors will be paying very heavy attention to him over the next few weeks as he recovers from the surgery and doctors carefully monitor how the uh, the old pig heart's doing because we got look we got to keep an eye on the pig man because if he lives then he can go back out into society and all right maybe he's 57 so he's not going to be doing any of these things he is kind of getting a little on the old side but i'm just hoping that he doesn't go back into society and reproduce again and produce the human pig hybrid that we all know will probably want to kill us all. I mean, we've got a lot of stuff to worry about, right? I mean, the robots are out there taking over the world. The lizard people are out there taking over the world. We really, really do not need another group of human animal hybrids that are out there trying to take over. I mean, I'm I'm just saying. And I'm sorry, but Jerry, you are you're incorrect. I really don't think you know, actually shit, maybe he might be right. Maybe 
there is somebody, there is a woman out there that would just really, really want to reproduce with the pig man. I mean, I'm hoping that that's not the case. I'm hoping that we are a little bit better than that, but we'll see. Uh, the doctor in charge of this, Dr. Mohammed Mohit. Should have looked at this. Mohedwin? Mohudin? I don't know, man. He's a scientist. That's kind of the prerequisite of being a scientist is not being able to pronounce his name unless you're a celebrity. But according to him, if this works, there will be an endless supply of these organs for patients who are suffering. Yeah, there's a lot of pigs out there. And maybe we just need to let all these people die rather than give them pig hearts. Because again, really am not fond of the idea of human pig hybrids. Maybe that's just me. While there is a huge shortage of human organs that are donated for transplant, driving scientists to try to figure out how to use animal organs instead, last year there were just over 3,800 heart transplants in the U.S., which is a record number. But despite that record number, they're it's still kind of hard to find human organs. I mean, there's not a lot of people that are actually organ donors out there that provide. It's one thing to be an organ donor, but it's another to actually be kind of stable and have your organs in a position to where they could actually be donated. Now, prior attempts at transplants have failed and they called this process xenotransplantation, largely because patients' bodies rapidly rejected the animal organ. And there's a specific reason that it didn't fail this time, or at least that scientists are hopeful that it's not going to fail this time. Because this time, the surgeons used a heart from a pig that had undergone gene editing to remove a specific sugar in its cells that's responsible for the hyperfast organ rejection. And several biotech companies are developing pig organs for human transplant. And the one used for Friday's operation came from one of those companies, which is a subsidiary of United Therapeutics. So they're gene editing these pig hearts to hopefully reverse some of the things that would make human the human body reject it and we'll we'll see how this ends up working out. Look, I mean, I know I just spent 10 minutes making a really long and bad joke about the rise of pigmen, but if they can figure this out, this is actually very, very good for the potential of saving people because, again, don't have a lot of human tra- or human organs to transplant into people that are needing it. And this also could possibly increase the amount of people that that you know how when you go on the organ donor list or the transplant list they basically make sure that you don't have any disqualifying things that would you know disqualify you like in order to get a lung transplant uh you cannot be a smoker you cannot have anything that could possibly be further fucking you over and you know maybe if we get to a level where we can start developing enough of these to have enough for people then you know just let all these lung transplant people just have them smoke away and we'll just fucking slam a new lung slam a new heart do whatever 
and everybody can just continue to consume. They can consume everything that's bad for them until the end of time, and we can just keep slapping new animal organs in them and eventually come up with a very large human Frankenstein-like monster, and that will be how humanity progresses. Science, baby. I love it. <laughs> Still, the uh, the chief medical officer cautioned that it's only a first tentative step into exploring whether this time around the xenotransformation, xenotransplantation might actually work. And the FDA, they oversee these experiments and they allowed the surgery under what's called a compassionate use emergency authorization, which is available when a patient with a life-threatening condition has no other options. So they allowed him to bypass the whole bureaucracy of, uh, oh, is this going to work? I don't know, man. We The pig heart, I think the pig heart's not going to work. But this guy had legitimately zero other options. He was at death's door imminently and so that's where this policy of compassionate use emergency authorization comes into play they just bam all right do it whatever fuck it if he dies he dies and if he lives great hooray for science that's uh, fantastic congratulations to everybody involved and you know maybe we have maybe we have some some new science on our hands from cray we did it everybody well we'll see it has only been three days, and uh, Baby Faye from 1984, she lived for 21 days. So that's the first benchmark. We got to pass the 21-day mark, and then we'll see how much potential this this really has. So I hope for the best for this guy. Look, I, I know I spent a lot of time ribbing on the potential human-pig hybrid, and I'm not saying that that's not a problem to humanity at some point. Although, if they do allow me to try human bacon, I might do it. Might do it. Might just go for it. I don't want to know that it's human bacon, though. I want to be fed human bacon and just be told, All right, here, try it. It's it's just bacon. It'll be fine. And only after I eat it and only after I figure out if I like it or not do I want to be told that it's human bacon. It's the same deal. Same deal, by the way, as eating like a cat or a dog. Like, I don't want to know that I'm eating a cat or a dog before I eat it. I just want to be fed it and told me, here, just try this mystery meat. It probably came from China. And just, just tell me what you think. Just tell me what you think about it. And only after I eat it do I want to be told that it's cat or dog and then probably throw up in disgust. But still, it, curiosity. Curiosity gets to me sometimes. So speaking of animals, let's follow up on some stories that we have been following over the last couple of months to weeks. And we start off with what I teased as part of our, our social media post tonight. And it's unfortunate. It's a sad story. But I have to announce the death now of one of the most beloved rodents of our time. Now, we have been following the story of the hero, the bomb-sniffing, landmine-detecting hero rat named Magawa. I remember we did a story about this a couple of months ago where he had received the highest honors in Cambodia for sniffing out landmines and other various explosives that, you know, you'd rather blow up a rat 
then blow up a human for it, which look, it's completely understandable. I get that Megawa is cute. He is cuddly. In fact, I'll, I'll show you guys this too. Like he's, he's so adorable. He's, he's cute. He's look, he's wearing his little medal and oh, he's being held by a guy and he's on a leash. He's being taken for, I was about to say he's being taken for a walk, but no, he's probably out there sniffing for, sniffing for bombs. <laughs> In 2020, he became the first rat to be awarded the PDSA gold medal, which is the animal equivalent of the George Cross, which recognizes acts of heroism by British citizens and mil military personnel. He became known as the hero rat, and a year later, they retired him. Uh, he lived a good life, sniffed a lot of bombs. He, man, he sniffed the equivalent of 31 football pitches and discovered 71 landmines and 38 items of unexploded ordnance, according to the charity that gave him the award. Aw, he was an African giant pouched rat. He lived to eight years old. You know, that that's a good life. That's a good life for a rat. And they also said that we are grateful for the incredible work he's done. He died peacefully over the weekend after being in good health and spending his last few days playing with his usual enthusiasm. I'm sorry, Megawa. You will be missed. And hopefully the next bomb-sniffing rat will be just as successful as you. And may maybe get a, cute little, get a cute little award. Poor thing. Now! Now! How long do rats live, by the way? I, eight years old seems a little bit, seems kind of long to be living for, for a rat. <laughs> All right, we have to do, we have to do another follow-up. And I'm sorry, but this story, I am not as enthusiastic about as I was to celebrate the great life of Megawa the bomb-sniffing rat. Because the fartrepreneur is back again somehow. She is back in the news, and I do not fucking understand this. Now, we talked about this last week. This is the stupid-ass 90 Day Fiance influencer who went on social media, like on Instagram, and her own social media unfiltered without the E and sold her own farts to dumbass sims who would buy them, and she made approximately... Oh, man, now she's gone up, according to her latest YouTube video. She's claimed to have made up to $100,000 from her business. She is a self-proclaimed fartrepreneur, and, you know, I, I'm sorry, everybody, but I cannot show you videos of her because, she, A, she is just a generic Instagram thought, and I'm going to do my best not to actually promote these people that's why look i'm not telling you where to find her because i would just hope that you would not go out there and try to buy one of her farts because you heard about this from me oh look i'm sorry i can't do that to the world i cannot continue to promote degeneracy like this this is a prime example of the clown world that i love riffing on so much but uh stephanie monto she's back in the news Last week, we talked about her heart attack scare where she was forced to retire from selling farts due to her diet, which included a lot of things that gave you some bad gas. And she had a heart scare, and it turns out that it was just gastrointestinal problems. But now she is making news because she has pivoted her business to selling these digital farts 
as NFTs, ladies and gentlemen. And boy, if that is not peak clown world, then I do not know what is. All right. Take a look at this. Take, Please, chat. 5,000 fart jar NFTs are available. Be part of history with the first ever generative fart jar NFT collection. Now you don't even have to have the smell. Look, you can imagine the smell. Imagine the smell. Look at that. Look. Oh my God. Look at these NFTs. They're so stupid. There's. Oh man. I don't, I don't want to admit that this is actually kind of smart, but. This is actually kind of smart. I mean, look at these NFTs. If she can't actually go do the thing, then you better fucking believe that all of the the crypto simps on Twitter that have just gone so damn far into the metaverse and crypto world, you better believe that they are going to be eating this shit up. They're explosive NFTs. They're explosive. Oh my God, they're explosive. Carry on reading to see the other benefits for wannabe fartrepreneurs and people who want to chat with Stephanie. This is her whole thing. This is literally all that she's an influencer about now. I mean, I get that we have to mention the fact that she came from 90 Day Fiance and that's how she became known on social media and launched her influencer career. But <sighs> that's great. This is the, this is the world that we're living in, fellas. For the first time ever, an NFT project is giving the people what they want. Is this, is this really what the people want? Fart jars? Not only do they not want fart jars, but do they really want fart jar NFTs? Combine this with the deflationary mechanics, real-life redeemable items, and utility in the form of access to fart jar extraordinaire Stephanie Motto via a private Discord channel for all holders. So she's coming up with her own crypto NFT community just from fart jars. Please don't fall for this, fellas. Do not fall for this. It's just... it. It's symptom that has completely fallen down what is supposed to be acceptable in our society. And I get that, look, we live in a slippery slope, right? I mean, the, the slippery slope fallacy is a real thing. That, that's kind of how degeneracy in society works now, is you could not imagine this possibly being a thing, even as recent as, as 10 years ago. And yet, here we are. Here we are in the world where... <sighs> Where fart jar NFTs are selling. Can't believe this. Can't believe it. All right, finally, I do want to get to one more thing, a, a quickie, before we go to break, because I really want to give the the pilot story and the Twitch streamer story the attention that they deserve. So we'll cover that when we come back from break. But I posed a question to you, everybody, and I would love to hear what you think about this in the comments. Now, of course, if you're listening to the podcast right now, then you can listen live uh, Monday, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. Now, through the month of January, that's kind of up in the air. We'll probably do one or two of them a week, but that's why you should be following on social media, at Simulation Radio on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all of that good stuff to stay updated to when we go live. But I pose a question, chat, and also YouTube watchers, 
I really want to know what you think with a comment. So please be sure to leave one, which is that. Do you want to live to 106 years old? Because there's a woman out of Philadelphia who is celebrating her 106th birthday. She's celebrated by the community. Her name is Dorothy Ned. She's a South Philadelphia native, born and raised, and she's, she is old enough to where the playground is where she probably spent most of her days. She turned 106 years old last Friday, and she gave an interview, and I'm going to show you this interview so that you guys can see the state of this woman. Now, a lot of people will say that uh, she she's doing great. She's 106 and she's doing fantastic for being 106. But I don't know, man. I look at this interview and I see clear, clear mental decline, quality of life decline. And I know there are probably a lot of people that uh, are of the opinion. Maybe that's growing smaller as we continue to live in a more clownish world. But there are people that are of the opinion that, yes, I want to live as long as I possibly can because life is just great, which it is. But, you know, I do not want to live. My position here is that I do not, do not want to live to 106 years old. And if I ever get to this point where I have such low cognitive ability and I need my granddaughter to like literally translate the interviewer for me, even though he's speaking in English and I also speak English, then, you know, I, you're just going to have to put me down. If we ever get to that point, I'm going to put it on the record right here on January 12th, 2022, that if we ever get to that point, then please somebody come and uh, just end it all. So she is a great grandmother of nine and a great, great grandmother of one. And, my God, she's 106 years old. Here's an interview that was done by Fox 2029 in Philadelphia because she is celebrated by the community, by the way. She had event or she had an event where all of the other citizens in the community all came by to, you know, drive by, do the little honk honk, celebrate her birthday. And it's a good thing that she's getting this much love. And because look, it, you make it to this long, you kind of deserve it, right? I mean, you have lived 106 years on this godforsaken rock, and you do deserve to be celebrated. But at the same time, I see the state of her, and maybe it's just me, but I think, man, I don't want to live this long. This, if, I, if I get to this point, just, you know, uh, just make it stop day that someone celebrates their 106th birthday but marcus espinoza got to meet a very special birthday girl from west philly today hey marcus very special hey, birthday Chris, girl and she was awesome she was vivid awesome. and ready to go she was so happy to celebrate her birthday today tomorrow the entire neighborhood's gonna drive by and honk for her and celebrate Aww, for her 106th nice. birthday but today i had the exclusive interview exclusive interview Ah, love local news. I feel fine. Miss Dorothy Ned here is feeling more than just fine. She's feeling a hundred and six. Really, I raised great grandmother. I think that that's just the interview. Grandmother of one says she is looking her best. I feel fine. I, I don't know. Those don't sound like you feel fine. That sounds like you're fucking old. It sounds like you're one hundred and six years old, and you're probably in pain. The interviewer, of course, added the the that extra footage at the end. It's like, oh, she feels more than fine. I, I already 
doubt that she feels fine. There's zero, zero fucking chance that she feels more than fine. Come on. Best on this most special of days. You have a date tonight? Who said you got a date today? She you. needs her. Me? <laughs> she said you. Like, she can't even, like, make facial expressions anymore. She's, she's almost like Joe Biden. She's just gone. She's out of here mentally. She's already she's already up there talking to God. <laughs> this is kind of kind of endearing though. Kind of cute. I'm dating you now. <laughs> In a city and world often filled with so much loss, the 106-year-old credits Aww. her long life to the man above. Serving the Lord. Serving God. What? That's it. Say that again. Dorothy is so incredible that she, she actually translator. outlasted the church that she attended her whole life and would take her granddaughter to. And after they fill up their spirit with the whole... She outlasted the church that she attended, which means that the church is not a thing anymore. So uh, she had to have found a different church. That I guess that's just how it works. Because once the church that you're loyal to is gone, you still got to get in there with God. Especially at this point in your life, you got you to gotta start thinking about the end, man. Holy Spirit, they'd also fill up their bellies with a special treat. Welcome to Grandma always took me to church. We used to go to uh, this is the kicker here. church on 18th and Wharton Street. And um, then after church, she would uh, we would sometimes go to the McDonald's. And my grandma was to McDonald's. Big Mac, she was eating Big Macs for a long time. <laughs> she was eating Big Macs for a long time. She's 106 years old, and she's eating Big Macs. For a long time, she credits her longevity to faith and Big Macs. And look, if you're getting up to that age, if you're trying to live a long time, then maybe this is just a confirmation to you that Big Macs are the way. I mean, it's the same deal as the people that grow super old and they're like, yeah, I drank a bottle of whiskey or, you know, not a bottle, but I drank whiskey every night and it helped me live to 130 fucking years old. And maybe... Maybe that's the same thing that's happening here is she thinks that, you know, it just because she ate Big Macs all of her life and made it to 106 years old that uh, that it was just the Big Macs. It was Big Macs and God that let her live to 106 years old. Granddaughter takes care of her now at her mother's house. Not that space she needs much to be taken care of, though she admits it's been hard on her grandmother during the pandemic. Because our family, I don't want to live this long, like man. Every Friday. So until the pandemic happened, you know, it's like no longer doing that. So they just FaceTime, you know, they miss her definitely. But nobody wants to jeopardize her. By the way, I'm really curious as to how she handled the whole uh, pandemic situation. It sounds like that she stayed isolated from everybody and just FaceTimed everybody. However, when you're this old, you need a FaceTime chaperone. Look, I. I'm that guy that has to help all of my elderly family members. Well, oh God, this is going to sound so bad, but the the elderly family members that I have were running out of them. And so I'm that guy that had to has to help the small amount of elderly family members that I have left and helped the large amount of elderly family members that I had at the time. I had to be the FaceTime chaperone for them, essentially, which is the you you need your granddaughter that's sitting right there fucking with all the stuff on the phone be like why isn't this working so you can't fully isolate so what does someone who is 106 years old want for their birthday it's quite simple actually God. Sweet what <laughs> Sweet what 
Sweet living? Sweet living? You want sweet living for your birthday? Yeah. It's like she's a child. It's like she's a child and you need an interpreter. She needed her granddaughter to fucking interpret for her. I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know, interviewer from Fox 29. I really, really am having my doubts here that this 160-year-old woman is doing fine. That this doesn't sound like fine to me. This sounds like Joe Biden-level mental decline. Maybe that's just me, but... I'm telling you, if I get to that old, if I get to 106 years old and I start sounding like I can't make complete sentences and I'm like gasping for air in order to make a fucking sound come out of my mouth, then all right, it, I'm done. Done. Got to end it all, fellas. I think it's over for me. I'm going to be alive. What? I, I, I couldn't even tell if she said that she wanted to be alive or if she doesn't want to be alive. And I wouldn't even have my doubts that this is the point in her life where it's like, I, nope, I'm done too. I don't want to be alive anymore either. All right, interviewer, you got the exclusive. You got the scoop. What do you think? Sweet living, something we can all live with and we all want. And hey, Dr. Mike, I'm sorry if you're watching. But Sweet Brian living. This is my photographer here. He got me a Big oh, Mac. Oh, come on. He says a Big Mac a week keeps you up until 106. Then that's what I'm doing. That what? Come on, local news. Come on. That, that is so cheesy. What the fuck are you doing, Fox 29? Man. Look, this is clown world. This is clown world that we're living in. This is this is the media. This is our media, fellas. <laughs> this is like a show. It's like he wants to be a character in a fucking sitcom rather than be a journalist. She's old enough to be Corn Pops' mama. Yeah, that's the sad part. Imagine if Joe Biden's mother was alive today. Imagine the amount of mental decline that she would be having. That that's almost like this. Like, you know, I'll give Joe Biden a little bit of credit. He's at least uh, he can at least still kind of form complete sentences when he's got enough good old drugs in his system to get him up there. But I'm telling you, man, look, I know this is supposed to be a cute and endearing fluff piece in the local news, but it, it's no, no, I'm sorry. I do not want to live to be 106 years old. And I would hope that nobody that has any sort of respect for when they were in their prime or when they were the most sharp would want to do that either. And this is going to sound kind of mean too, but isn't she, isn't, you know, I, I, I'm not even going to go there. I'm going to ask, is, isn't she like a burden on her whole family that has to take care of her? And I know that that sounds really cruel to bring up, but I think that's kind of a valid point. Although, to be fair, it sounds like her granddaughter is, she's all for it. Then again, she gets to be on the news, too. So isn't that the goal of all the uh, the elderly boomers is to make it onto the local news? Because that's all they watch. <laughs> Marcus, that's, that's sweet living, Marcus. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Fox right, 29. You, Happy birthday, Dora. Happy birthday, Dorothy. Yeah, happy birthday, Dorothy. Uh, I don't want to say that I hope it's your last because that would get me just so fucking nuked from the algorithm and from uh, being able to ever have a platform ever. But I'll stop short of saying that while saying that I'm not going to say it, but slightly imply it. So when we come back, I want to get to this insane, insane footage of the LAPD rescuing this pilot from the crashed plane on the train tracks because I, I checked a little bit of this footage out. I didn't watch the whole thing, but my God, these LAPD 
uh, cops are they're they got balls of steel, man, because this is absolutely just mind blowing footage. Plus, I do want to get to the Twitch streamer controversy, the react the whole react streaming thing, because there's some controversy with disguised toast being banned for we don't know how long yet. Well, we do know because he confirmed it, but that's not what streamer media reported, which the fact that there's a fucking streamer media. Okay. But we will get to all of that and hopefully a little bit more if we have the time when we come back. Man, I think it's true. The old saying, which I don't think is an old saying, but I'm pretty sure that rappers do have way more fun than the rest of us, at least when they're not out there uh, getting uh, gang violenced. I mean, not all of them, but of course we did hear about the story of uh, young Dolph who died a little while ago. And there's some updates on that. They ended up finding the other rapper that was responsible for killing him. But This story is some viral footage of Kodak Black at the Panthers versus Canucks game, which never heard of either of those teams. It was at the FLA Live Arena. Still, I'm not entirely sure what sport this is. It was filmed during the third period of the game, which leads me to believe that it... Soccer? Question mark? I mean... I've never heard of the team uh, Panthers or Canucks in soccer. So this is the part where I get absolutely roasted about my knowledge of soccer, which I'm sorry, it's not entirely there. I do not have all of the soccer knowledge, but a Twitter user and season ticket holder on Twitter captured this footage of Kodak Black from the third quarter that went viral. And I want you to put on your detective caps with me, fellas, because we're going to check out this footage. And I, this is one of those pieces of footage that I did have to screen beforehand to make sure that this is not going to just get me banned from all fucking platforms if I show this. But Kodak Black was performing a very interesting act on another woman in one of the luxury boxes at the Panthers game. Again, still don't know what sport this is, but... I want to know what you think, because there are some people that are claiming that she's just twerking, but I want to show you this angle of what happened from the perspective of the person that initially shot the video as it went viral. So put on your thinking caps, put on your detective uh, sex goggles, I think. Sure, we'll go with that. And let me know 
if this is if Kodak Black was doing something a little bit questionable in that booth, he was just fucking right in there. Or if this could be interpreted as being just twerking. So let's let's check this out. Let's be a detective with me, everybody. And I would really like to know uh, what you think about this. There's Kodak Black right there. No, go back to him. No, I don't care. Oh, there we go. That's where the good stuff. All right. What is happening here? So that's Kodak Black. This is the woman that, that he's with. And it looks like, it clearly looks like that they are just having a grand old time. They are, he's getting it in right there in the stadium in front of anybody. Look, look at all these people. I mean, I know there's like nine empty seats here, 12 even. Imagine if any one of these people just turns around and this is what they see. They see Kodak Black and his girl just going right the fuck at it. And this is this is the first thing that they see, which, to be fair, I mean, that might. Uh, ew. Yeah, I, I don't know about that either. This is a little bit suspect. But I mean, if this is what gets them going is doing it in public like that. I mean, that's kind of the privilege that you have as a rapper until you know, the Illuminati gets you and it uh, just bad stuff happens from there. But, uh, yeah, I am kind of on the U train. No, no, don't get him Illuminati. All right, let's, unfortunately, we have to watch this one more time to, so that we can get a better view as to exactly what's going on here. So put on your, put on your detectives. You caught two people at a bar once. Oh God. I, Man, I don't like the sound of that space trucker. Look, get a fucking room or at least go in the bathroom or something. I know it's gross, but unless you are 100% sure that everybody around you is immediately going to be into it, which is not something that you can determine, by the way. The only thing that could possibly help you make that determination is if you walked around and looked at everybody's phone and just Pornhub was right there on everybody's phone. That, I think, is the only reasonable explanation to just start fucking in the middle of the bar. But this is in the middle of the luxury booth at this soccer question mark still game. Yeah, people are fucking weird, man. All right, let's look at this again. What's going on here? Looks pretty sus to me, fellas. I just imagine when they pan over to the commentators that the commentators know what's going on here and they're they're given the full play-by-play on Kodak Black's fuck. Like, I'm, I don't even know if I can do it, man. But uh, yeah, he, he's looking really good in that position. Shit, I can't do it. I'm... I'm sorry, John Madden died. I don't think I can do sports commentary anymore. Or ever. All right, yeah. Okay, so initial judgment. Now, if you only have this perspective, then yeah, that that looks like a good that looks like a good solid fuck right there in the luxury booth at this Florida Panthers game. Still don't know if that's soccer or not. John Madden died. Yeah, didn't you hear about that? about that that was uh i don't know if it, it was like right before new year's it was the same weekend that betty white died and it's pretty sad too john madden is a pretty pretty beloved figure and I, I talked about this last week on the show too but john madden and betty white was kind of the last of an era where uh it seems like anybody on either side could have enjoyed them we don't live in that world anymore now uh yeah she did overshadow him that's what it seems like that you know i think it happened in the same weekend 
And unfortunately, Betty White was just... It's because the narrative was following... Uh, as morbid as this sounds, the narrative was just following when she was going to die. And now that it happened, it, it's kind of like how... If you've ever heard that rumor, which I don't even think is a rumor, that the BBC has like a full day long package of when Queen Elizabeth ends up dying, they've got they've got it ready to fucking go, which sounds morbid. But that's kind of like what happened here with Betty White, where she just uh, everybody was ready to go and they were ready to pounce on it as soon as they saw that it happened. So back to Kodak Black, which is. There is a twist to the story here. Now, I am going to have to check this footage out myself. You're, you will only be able to hear the audio before I show you guys this, because this is one where I have not looked at this yet. And if this ends up being that uh, if the investigation, if chat, if your investigation and my investigation ends up working out to where Kodak Black was just fucking her right in the booth, then I've got a three second clip of this. And apparently... Uh, one of the top responses to this viral post on social media is, calm down, she was just twerking everyone, LOL. Oh man, I this is silent. I still don't know if I can show this. You know what? Fuck it. Fuck it. All right. So this is the this is the close-up footage of what actually ended up happening here. Oh man, that is that hockey? All right, so Calm down. She was just twerking it. Yeah, it doesn't look like any explicit acts were happening here, which I, to be fair, this is still not, uh, it's still not deconfirming that that's what happened. I mean, that, that camera angle could still kind of be the thing. Oh man, here's another clip. He, he just went on Instagram live to confirm that he did indeed do the thing oh okay this one i'm kodak black literally had an instagram live of him like right in the middle of it and then he confirmed on it that uh yeah it, it was the thing fortunately this just looks like yeah you got to see the zip up exactly exactly without the zip up it's not real it's not real and to be fair to him at least they kept all their clothes on they kind of I don't want to say kept it classy because that is far from the right way to describe this situation. But supposedly, just now on Kodak Black's Instagram Live, Inshallah in her pinata. Confirmed it. Expeditiously. He confirmed it. You heard it from the man himself. Enchilada in the pinata. So, I. What do you guys think? Because there are two competing stories here. But we have heard from Kodak Black himself that, you know, enchilada right in the pinata. So maybe that's what happened. I mean, I could see that the footage could be uh, could be looking like she was just twerking. And that is what people on social media tried to pass it off as. But we heard it from the man himself that that is what ended up happening. <laughs> my God, my God, my God, my God. Clown world. We're living in clown world, fellas. All right, so before we get to Reach for the Sky, I do want to pay off this story. We'll probably have to save the Twitch streamer. I'll, I'll probably make a video about that tomorrow sometime during the day, and we'll cut that. But I want to get to this insane, insane footage of this plane that crashed in L.A. 
on that just so happened to be on a train track. Now, the pilot of a small airplane was lucky enough to avoid death twice on Sunday. The first time when he crash landed into railroad tracks in the greater L.A. area. And then again, when a train was about to fucking ram into his ass while L.A. police lanked, lanked, yanked him out of the aircraft just seconds before an ongoing commuter train smashed into the plane now this is body cam footage that was captured by the heroic lapd officer showing police working to free the pilot from the wreckage as an oncoming metrolink train's horn blares and i think that's about all that we really need to hear from this story now it starts off uh not having any audio but it it quickly moves into uh the the viral reaction of what ha- what ended up happening here so this is the moment that they get there they're they're rescuing the pilot right now my god he looks rough all right here's the audio they just get him out bam and then the train fucking smashes right into it the pilot was treated for cuts and bruises and is in a stable condition all right let, let's let's check that out again so they're they're literally seconds away from that train hitting it the pilots are busting him out right now he looks bad he looks like they got him though oh that's that is brutal that is brutal and you gotta oh here's another yowzers Imagine you're one of the LAPD police officers that's going in to help this guy knowing that the train is oncoming and that, you know, this this could be it for you. This could be it. Like, you're going to go help this guy. This guy is seconds away from death, and you're one of the LAPD officers that's sitting there going, oh, my God, I I, I could, be on this, could be on this plane, too, with this guy just getting fucked. And the time crunch that was involved in that footage is that's that's insane to think about fortunately no one on the train was injured and trains by the way trains can't come to a stop there it's not like they know that this is coming up like the miles down the track that it they need to know about this ahead of time no they see this coming up fairly quickly it is far too late for that train to stop so that collision between that small aircraft and the train that's happening regardless and that space trucker says imagine you crash your plane and you're like holy shit i survived and then get hit by a train yeah that's absolutely insane and that's why the news story is correct for pointing out that this guy is ridiculously ridiculously lucky because not only did he survive the plane crash but he also survived just so happening to land on the train track Oh my god. All right. We got to check we got to check that out again. So the officers some may find distressing. The officers are getting this guy out. He looks like he's done. This guy cannot help himself by the way. He needed he needed outside assistance in order to free himself from this plane. Otherwise that's it. He's done. He was going to die because the plane crash did so much damage to him that he was just left unable to fend for himself. And it is very, very fortunate that uh, police were able to respond to this so quickly that they were able to to actually get him out. And 
imagine you're just showing up. Imagine you're one of the police officers that is just showing up to this situation. Because I imagine that they've been there for quite a while, right? Now, imagine that you're showing up to this situation and having it in the back of your head the whole time that, hey, at any moment, this could be when this could be when the train comes by. That's really, really scary to think about. And all the credit in the world needs to go to these police officers that did risk their lives to free this guy. I mean, they got balls of steel, man. Just seconds before the train hits. They're dragging him off. They just managed to get him free. Bam! Wow. He was treated for cuts and bruises and is in a stable condition now. My God, is that guy lucky. He is insanely, insanely lucky. The incident unfolded shortly after 2 p.m. on the Metrolink Antelope Valley Line train tracks near the Whiteman Airport in, uh, I don't even know how to pronounce this, the greater L.A. area, according to a pair of alerts. It was a single-engine plane, and its tail number identifies it as a 1967 plane. It lost power and crash-landed near the intersection of San Fernando Road and Osborne Street. The sergeant in an interview, quoted uh, saying, I saw the plane come down. He was one of the officers who helped to rescue the pilot, and he was talking to reporters during this press conference, and it looked like he was sideways. I made a request to our communications to stop all rail activity, but it doesn't sound like they were able to get that done. Another officer, upon arriving at the scene of the plane crash, began speaking with the pilot to try to keep him alert and conscious because he was probably in that in-between state where he was injured, he is getting ready to, to lose it all, and this officer talking to him was what, you know, hey, stay with me, stay with me, and that helped them free him from this plane. The pilot was the only person on board and was taken to the hospital. He was the only person that was even injured at all. And the story talks about it here a little bit, too. And then as soon as the officers start doing their thing, trying to free the guy, that's when they begin hearing the sound of the bells, the flashing lights, signaling an oncoming train. Imagine your heart sinking, sinking in that moment like, oh, shit. That's an oh, shit moment. Wow. 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 That's that's insane footage. I'm glad we, we were able to get to that today. All right. Let's wrap it up, fellas. Let's do Reach for the Sky. Oh, no, not my shit. Somebody do something. Reach for the Sky. Oh, no, no. Sheriff Woody. We, of course, cool down at the end of every show with reach for the sky which is look we dunked on a lot of clown world dunked on kodak black for you know doing the thing which a little inappropriate but hey if that's where you're gonna get it then it maybe it's on the guy that's taking the viral footage of this maybe you shouldn't have been recording this huh maybe it's your fault i mean he did get the enchilada in the pinata so we unfortunately will not be using randomquestionmaker.com anymore because they have they just have a pre pre-filled out list and it's kind of insane to think about but we've kind of got to most of them already so instead 
I found a different random question maker. This one is randomwordgenerator.com. They have a question section. And when you want to escape from everyone, where do you go? Oh, man, these questions are a lot harder than the randomquestionmaker.com questions. I know I know it's gonna, it's a sad day that we have to retire the five categories bit, but maybe this one will be this one will produce just as exciting answers. So when you want to escape from everyone, where do you go? Honestly, the long lost art of just going out and taking a walk is not lost on me. We live in driver culture. We live in car culture, a ridiculous and insane amount in the current world of 2022 where, you know, everybody just gets in their fucking car and drives. And I get that that can be also kind of therapeutic. Look, a car ride by yourself is especially a nice and long one where you have nothing to do but to sit there and just think. My travels to and from work when I used to live like an hour away from where I worked at and had to travel an hour to and from work every day. I actually really enjoyed that travel, by the way. It was a good time to kind of clear your head, start thinking about other stuff. Think about sometimes this is bad, but think about where your life is going and how to realign yourself a little bit. But now while I'm in that in-between period of, you know, working from home, uh, I, I take walks now. Now walks are where that kind of clarity comes from. Like today, I took a walk to Walgreens just because. Well, because I wanted to get some damn soda, but took a walk to Walgreens. It's like right up the street. It was a good, it's a good like maybe 10, 15 minute walk there, 10, 15 minute walk back, which by the way, Walgreens with the at-home COVID tests right now, I just happened to get there right as they got a new shipment of at-home COVID tests. And it seems like everybody fucking knew about it right then. The store was packed and they didn't even bother uh, taking the at-home COVID tests out of the box that they got them shipped in. They just ripped it right open and they weren't a were not on the shelves either. What you had to do is you had to walk up to the counter where you pay for everything and you had to had to do a little ask, hey, hey, you got any of those at-home COVID tests? And then the employee would have to walk around the counter to pull one out of the box that it got shipped in and you could only buy you can only buy two of them. And the person in front of me wanted to do that. The person in front of me was buying at-home COVID tests and the person behind me in line were also buying at-home COVID tests. So uh, I'm look, I'm hoping for the best. I get my distance away from these little sickly fucks. Then again, I did just have it recently. So I'd like to think I got, I got the good old built up resolve of having natural immunity. So I think that's it. I just, I love going on walks, man, especially when I don't listen to music on them. Look, I get that it's an enjoyable experience, especially when you're like driving in the car to to want to put on a good song, listen to just a chill ride with music. And to be fair, I don't disagree that that is a also a great way to escape from everybody and clear your mind and have a nice meditative experience. But I also want to I want to give a little bit of appreciation to the no music walks where you're just kind of walking around listening to the sounds of nature and the sounds of your atmosphere 
the world around you. It it's a little bit of putting mindfulness into practice, which if you haven't heard of uh, like mindfulness as a philosophy, it's essentially the art of living in the moment, where you appreciate your surroundings, you appreciate the world around you, you just kind of take it in and just live at in that specific moment in time. And especially when I go on no music walks, I, I, it's a good way to kind of relax. And then you come back, go back to work or do whatever you got to do afterwards. And you're a little bit, you're a little bit calmer. You're feeling a little bit more relaxed, ready to take on what you got to do. And it's, it's a nice, enjoyable time. But the key to that, which is the key to the question too, which is when you want to escape from everyone and, you need those times. You need everybody needs those times now and then. And it's kind of why I don't envy people that constantly are always in situations where they're socially reacting to people around them. Like maybe that's just the introvert in me that needs alone time and extroverts can constantly be I don't want to say plagued by people all the time, but look, I, I need time to just kind of be on my own and whether or not I'm concentrated on something or whether or not I'm just being mindful of the, the moment around me. But that's it. It's, it's the walk. It's the walk. I, I love them. And they're responsible for some of the most fun times that I've had in life. So let me know what you guys think. When you're in one of those situations where you want to just escape from everyone um let me know because i space trucker has a you have a hard time being alone i still think though that you probably want you still crave even if it's not as much as like an introvert would i still have a feeling that everybody craves at least every now and then uh the necessity to at least have just a tiny bit of alone time i feel like it's it's necessary now different people have different needs. Some people might not need as much of it as other people. I just so happen to be one of those people that needs a lot of it. But I think I, I do, I do think that, uh, everybody needs at least, at least a little bit of it. So let me know what you think about this. What do you do when you want to escape from everybody? What's your go-to? Do you have like a ritual, uh, that you partake in, or do you have a specific activity that you try and be a part of when you want to just escape from everybody and have some alone time? Cause some people do it ritualistically. Right. And then some people just kind of find that moment wherever it happens. So I'm curious. I'm curious to hear all of you guys uh, takes on it. So leave a comment. Let me know what you think. Uh, it is of course at simulation radio on all of the socials beer and tylenol pm that all right all right that's that's a good way to do it it's a good way to mask it so we will be back uh tomorrow evening at 9 p.m for the very interesting show once again follow at simulation radio on all socials subscribe to it on youtube press that bell with the notifications that gives you the ding 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 we're live ha <laughs> watch do the influencer thing so we do look, uh, and by we, I mean I and the crew, look forward to being here tomorrow evening at 9 p.m. Eastern for the very interesting show. We have got some fun, fun activities booked for 
tomorrow. And the very interesting show, especially, I've been having a lot, a lot of fun with it, given that we're doing more fun things on it. Funny that, you know, we you do fun things, you have a more fun time. Funny how that works, right? So we've got a lot of fun stuff on the docket for tomorrow night. So do follow at Simulation Radio on everything. Keep in touch with all the socials. Be sure to leave a comment on everything that you watch, and I will look at it and probably respond on if your comment's not a fucking dumbass uh, YouTube comment. So I'm not saying that all YouTube comments are dumbass YouTube comments, but a lot of them are. A lot of them are. But yeah, do leave a comment. I look forward to hearing from all of you, and I love even if you're stupid, uh, I <laughs> love your continued support and appreciation. And I also look forward to being here with all of you and hanging out with all of you as we uh, press on with the new year. So thanks for watching. See you all tomorrow night at 9 p.m. Eastern. Look forward to hearing from you and see you all tomorrow. Bye.